The dry leaves crackled in the cool autumn breeze. Alice squeezed Doreen's hand as they followed their older sister Rita and her friends through the corn maze. Rita's boyfriend, Dane, held the maze identification flag with one hand and her hand with the other. Craig and Melanie took turns dropping back behind the group to scare Rita's little sisters. The girls were becoming used to having their hair tugged, their shoulders tapped, and the word boo ceased to make them jump. Alice and Doreen, aged six and eight respectively, were good sports and wouldn't complain to their mother when they got home. They had learned early that complainers never went anywhere with their exciting teenage sister. On this sunny Saturday in October, Rita and her friends had planned to go to the local haunted house, but were vetoed by the inclusion of the two little girls in the day's activities. Rita's mother had been called into work and had no one to watch the two youngest girls. She offered to pay for Rita and her friends' entrance fees if they took the girls to the Carver Country Corn Maze. The teenagers reluctantly agreed. After all, they could visit the haunted house later that day after Rita's mother got off work. It would be busy considering this evening was Devil's Night, but for teenagers, the more the merrier when it came to haunted houses. Screaming and running around, enjoying the scare of being grabbed and frightened by things popping out at them, was just the ticket for the night before Halloween. Carver Country's maze was advertised as the biggest corn maze in the Midwest. It was a popular October harvest event and a precursor to Halloween. When the group arrived and saw the long line of people, there were groans from Craig and Dane. Rita got out of the car to investigate and found that the line was moving swiftly, considering the time it took to set up each group of maze participants. Each small group would be issued a tall, colored flag, and their start would be staggered. Most other corn maze flags consisted of a tall, bendable, slender fiberglass pole with a brightly colored pennant flag on top. Carver added a two-way walkie-talkie this year to theirs. When a group got into trouble or hopelessly lost, they could press a button and get instructions from the team of watchers in the high tower at the start of the maze. Rita approved of this system. Normally, they would have to wave the flag madly and suffer humiliation by a booming, amplified voice directing them through the maze. This way, no one but the tower would know that the group had gotten lost. Rita gave the girls three rules before they started the maze. They were to hold hands. Under no circumstances were they to let go of each other's hand. They were to follow close behind the person holding the flag, even if they had to run. And most importantly... Rita did not want to hear one word out of the pair. Giggles and laughter were fine, but talking was off-limits. The only voices Rita wanted to hear were those of her friends. Alice and Doreen thought, considering that they were going on a grown-up date, that they could abide by Rita's rules. So far, they had only broken the first rule when Alice got a bee on her sweater. Alice received a warning. Another one would have them sitting in the car while the rest finished the maze. Their group had reached another dead end. Frustrated, Dane handed the flag to Craig while he argued with Rita over signaling that they wanted help. Rita was a die-hard maze solver. She would find their way out. They just had to backtrack. We've been walking for miles, Dane over-exaggerated. We haven't even found the middle yet. I think we should have gone right when we went left, Craig said. Now you have a suggestion. Where the F were you when we were at the fork? Rita snarled. Leave him alone, defended Melanie. Alice and Doreen stood patiently, watching the group of teens arguing. Doreen felt a tap on her shoulder. She ignored it. 
Alice's long braid was tugged. She sighed, bored. Doreen felt arms go around her waist. She giggled as it tickled. Alice felt a chill next to her, and her arm was yanked as Doreen was pulled backwards into the dry corn. Alice did not let go. She followed her sister, crying as the leaves cut into her hands and bare ankles. She fell, but still held on to Doreen's hand and was dragged after her. She was about to complain, but remembered the rules. Silently, the girls disappeared into the corn.